The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Hello and welcome to Fofop. I'm Will Anderson. Uh, two guests, Charlie Clawson. Guest Charlie Clawson number one, Dave Anthony. Hello. And uh, new guest, Charlie Clawson, Graham Elwood, who was, was kind of on the last episode at the end. He was the voice you heard. You might know his podcast, uh, Comedy Film Nerds, which I love. I listen to it all the time. I think it's a great podcast. Welcome. Thanks, dude. Yeah, I love it. And I, I've told you this before, but my main fear is when you guys have gone to see a movie that I either loved or hated that you're going to go on and like sometimes I'm like I want I want us to like the same things because I enjoy when they say mean things about a movie but I want to make sure it's a movie that I also enjoy mean things being said about well I remember when I when I went to Australia last year to do the tour and Justin Hamilton told me that you guys were both scared of listening to the Dark Knight Rises right. <laughs> spoiler app because you were so you loved it I so I loved it and so, so did much. I yeah. like I so much so that when we did the spoiler app in the middle of the episode Mike Schmidt was like Graham you're too close to this <laughs> yeah I know <laughs> he's, he's, and I was like yeah maybe I am no I remember exactly where I was when I heard that I have that exact moment <laughs> in my memory I was walking up a hill near my house I decided that I would go for a walk do some exercise and I would listen to the podcast right so I'm walking up this hill in this street I've never been in before I've decided to have a bit of an explore of my own neighborhood and so I'm up this street and it's turned out that I'm in like a dead end and like yeah, I've walked into a street where I was like there's no way I can get out so I have to walk back down the street to somewhere else yeah. it's just annoying right yeah. and in that exact moment that thing happened where he said you're too close to this and I remember there stopping because I was turning around at the exact same moment going no he's not close enough <laughs> We were, we were just talking about that in the last episode about how the difference between... I didn't necessarily have great high hopes for Superman. Man of Steel, I should say. Like, uh, I've but, never really liked Superman that much, honestly, so I didn't... I didn't. Uh, it, it, it's funny, like you guys were talking, you touched on it briefly in the last episode about why Batman and Superman, is the correct way to pronounce it, um, yeah, don't... Because they're both Jewish. <laughs> The Batman and the Superman families. <laughs> the Batman and Superman family. They kind of, they're in the New York rag trade in the 20s. Yeah. <laughs> yes, But the like next Robert. generation all became doctors and lawyers. Are you talking in about... fact, Superman and Batman are the disappointments of their family. They're <laughs> fighting and uh, didn't become doctors. The worst. <laughs> well, they, the thing about it, I, like, I agree with you when you say that because one of the reasons why the, the, uh, the Batman comics resonated with me so much, even as a child, was... It's sl- somewhat plausible yeah. right. that a guy with that much money who saw his parents executed yeah. would go that fucking crazy. Yeah. Right. And I love how, especially if you read the Dark Knight graphic novels in the 80s, where you know Batman comes out of retirement and superheroes have been outlawed 
except for Superman, mm-hmm. and they don't get. You can tell they they have they've had this like thirty year don't yeah. quite get along. And Batman refers to Superman as the Boy Scout in yeah. the graphic yeah. novel. He's like, you're just a fucking lapdog for the president, you know. And and Batman is all jaded and because he sees the filthy underbelly of everything. Yeah. And uh, that to me is why going back why I love the Dark Knight rises so much so what you're saying is Batman is Louis and Superman is Dan Cook that's what you're saying (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) but uh, yeah Batman didn't have a corner on itchy butthole jokes Um, so (laughs) in this world then Batman still does diarrhea jokes on his TV show Um, so let's put everything in perspective Um, I mean, they're brilliant diarrhea jokes. I don't know who could come up with that. What type of brain could come up with a diarrhea joke? Um, a special brain? A spell. How does he do it? My brain doesn't think of diarrhea jokes. It's just too too out there for you me. Know, the thing that you're not, the thing you're not doing with a diarrhea joke that maybe a guy like Dan Cook is is you're not screaming them. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> That's what separates Louis' diarrhea jokes from Dane's. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, yeah, whatever. I, I, well, so, 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 so go into it. I don't have high hopes because it is such a tough character to do correctly. Right. It's also of all the superheroes, it's the dumbest, simplest one. Right. It's and it's just dumb. It's just a dumb over it's a right. dumb character. Everyone else is like, uh yeah, someone got bitten by a, like a radioactive sure. spot or someone saw their like, you know, the person who raised them die or yeah. this has come out of the fact that this guy's blind yeah. and his dad was a boxer and there was like a <laughs> yes. nuclear accident. Like there's yeah. some sort of and someone's like, How about a Superman? Yeah. yeah. How about he a just does everything better. <laughs> <laughs> well it's so obvious. That everything better, man. It was the first comic. Like, right, right. he was written in the 30s yeah. during the Depression, where it's yeah. like, yeah. everything's got to be a roses, bud, you yeah. know? And so, th- that's, that's it, it, it. fundamentally, it's just on a, it's on a tough right. foundation. Yeah. But there we, was, we have invented fuck you, rest of the world, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in America. In the flag. You know, there was a way to do it that was a lot smarter and better, but they just did not. They that. made every poor choice. You every. Could. The first 30 every. minutes, I was like, yes. Yeah. I liked I liked the whole, the world is not going to like you. I liked that angle because, yeah. yes, this planet is filled with scared morons right. who will flip the fuck out when this happens. But, but that, but also, it was like do, uh, seeing a comedian do the setup and no punchline. Right, exactly. Because you were like, well, this is an interesting idea. Mm-hmm. Maybe when, like, he comes out, if we see people protesting and people, like, being really worried about the fact that there is this, like... And that, you know, people saying we should, hand, you know, like, really kind of play up on that idea that people are terrified. Mm-hmm. Then, sure. Well, that's a good... Right idea. Then they but they did all these dumb things with it. Like it's not even. I, I, I you know, I'm glad that they didn't use kryptonite. Because because right. uh, uh, you know that was that's the, like Pete Holmes was on our uh, a show of ours recently, and he talked about that's the thing he's always hated about Superman is no one can beat him. Got it all dialed in. We're an oh bing bang. Yeah, I found this crazy stone. Yeah. So I'm glad they didn't use that. But then. You know the the like I like Kevin Costner in terms of the casting choice, but then his dad is like, "Stop helping people! Right, just be an asshole! Yeah. I'm gonna let this dog die!" And well, it was yeah, it was whole really. Like 
The, 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 right. He had a terrible father. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, well, it's funny because they always add something like in the, the first one, like uh, uh, Cliff Robertson, you know, you know, gives him that great speech. He's like, son, you were put on this earth for a reason. It's not to score touchdowns. I don't know what that is, mm-hmm. but you're here for something better. Yeah. You know? And then, and we, then, we, and then they add Ned Beatty. Well, we spoke, <laughs> we spoke about that thing where... Um, we spoke about that idea, like when we talked about it, about the the fact that they missed opportunities for humor. And I, the more I think about it, the more I think that is zero humor in that movie. Oh yeah, zero. Because they were too busy uh, pushing the whole Jesus thing. Right. I, did you pick that up? Did you pick up that the thirty three and the arms out? I don't know if you yeah. caught those subtle fucking. <laughs> <laughs> no, my my, like, my all they all they needed was a flashing graphic saying right. he's Jesus. Uh, I mean, he did go to church. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. Do you remember when the super alien from another planet went to church I mean, for a What in the fuck was that? <laughs> Do you remember the super alien who has a fortitude of solitude where his a dead father can appear to him and give him modern day advice? Still went, fuck, maybe I'll pop into a church. They've got the answers. <laughs> right? But I think that the most humorous part of Superman's life is his teen years, right? right. The, the humorous part is him scoring touchdowns, is him racing a train, right. is him like you know doing those things that a teenager like just fucking you're know, having sex for the first time at a teenage party and just like the pelvis breaking. I mean, oh, seriously, geez. can you imagine that scene where a girl just shoots out of the barn? <laughs> <laughs> like you don't have to actually show it. You see them making out, they're in the barn, and then just suddenly you see the girl shoot out of the top of the barn, <laughs> and you have to imply that Superman is. Put his super jizz into her. And it's <laughs> yeah. Jizzed yeah. her out of the bar. Well, yeah. like this movie, I liked the flashbacks when he's this loner guy in Alaska and he's flashing back to being a kid. I didn't like those. You didn't like those. I thought the non-linear storytelling was horrible. Really? I think it was t- completely inappropriate for the character to develop. I think if there'd been, I think it took emotionally me completely out of it. I think obvious. if there'd oh. been pivotal moments in his life, or if you'd felt like he'd had a bunch of pivotal moments. But it turns out that the only things that he ever, like, you know, has flashbacks to are hidden t- his dad telling him to cover shit up. Yeah. And his dad dying. Yeah. Because he's covering shit up. There's actually no other... And just in case you missed the point that his dad wants you to cover things up, here's another scene where his dad covers oh. things up. Yeah. yeah. And like, dies to Is cover. the one where he dies not enough to make that point? Yeah. Surely that's the one. Like he's. If you want to have him have a dark origin story, if you want to have him, Bruce Wayne seeing his parents shot, you know, in the alleyway uh-huh. after the opera because he wanted to get out of the opera. Okay, that's right. Okay, well maybe you tell a story where Superman's father gives his own life to you know protect him from the world, and then Superman is haunted by that, and then like you know, well that's he obviously wants to look after people in the night, but it's what. Okay that, idea, that's a good but, idea, or just right. the one they always had, which is yeah. no matter how powerful <laughs> I am, I can't stop my dad from dying. Right. That's. I mean, no. The one. The one he chose. The one they chose is one that makes you forever keep trying to do stuff. Like if you watch your dad die because you restrain yourself from doing anything, right. from then sure. forth you would always try to do stuff. Right. It doesn't work. Or you would never do something, and that would never. be your problem. Yeah. Is that even when the world needed you? You couldn't do it because you were so drummed in by your fucking dad saying, don't do anything. Either of those would have been acceptable choices. Unfortunately, it seemed that they didn't make any choices. What? They wrote the first half on an edge of sketch and then halfway through. What was Christopher Nolan's involvement? 
Like just popping into the edit bag going, oh, ah, nice suit. I bet it wasn't much. Look, uh, Christopher Christopher Nolan made his three. Right. He's good. Now he's just going to put his name on shit and do whatever else he's doing. He's not, there's no way in hell he's that involved in that movie. Right. Sitting down, giving notes. Like he yeah, just, yeah. He, uh, he, get, he gets to put his name on it and make millions of dollars. What right. would you do? Right. And also, what's Christopher Nolan going to talk to Zack Snyder about? <laughs> hey, hey! the first uh, 15 minutes of Dawn of Dead were great. What have you done since? <laughs> I like Watchmen. I like Watchmen, personally. But, again, he... It's, a, it's an impossible comic book to make. I thought he did an okay job with something that... Like, people have such an attachment to the original thing, and it's not like you, you read Watchmen and go, okay, well, this is how this movie would ideally work. Like, well, I think, he, I think Zack Snyder did Watchmen the correct way, which is go, graphic novels and movies, two completely different right. mediums. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to try it. I think he did the best job in terms of how daunting that task was. This is a script that bounced around Hollywood for like 25 years or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think he did the I think he did the best job with that and, and obviously visually is what he does, but then this script I I, I, I just don't I don't know what and then You know what it is? Just like all of these uh, comics who watched Richard Pryor then walked away and became really dirty or these comics now who are watching Louis CK are just doing masturbation jokes. Then you have these guys watch The Dark Knight and think so it's just fucking awful. Like, they took away right, the wrong right, right. thing. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's yeah. exactly what they did. There was no sense of, like, uh, like what the character actually is and what... No sense. Is. Like... No. Whereas, whatever you can say about those, like, uh, Dark Knight films and what you should be saying is they're all awesome and perfect. What are yes. you talking about, you idiot? But even if you're not saying that, the thing, it all... If you're not saying that, it's because you're dumb. Right. <laughs> You've come to the right place, Greg. You're in a safe space. Uh, and, uh, but you all, you get, it all makes sense out of that character. You know, the yeah. the excess of it, the yeah. weirdness of it, the revenge of it, the fact that he created the, the problems that have come back to haunt him. Like, it all makes sense with that character, whether you believe that character or not. It all makes sense. But the Superman world just didn't... Doesn't make sense. You can't... I would have had him break someone. I mean, if I wanted to change it, I would have had him. Mean? I would have had him accidentally fucking ruin a human being, right? And then not want to use his power, right? Right. It that just, that, that would have been be, great. It doesn't need to be complicated. It can just be really basic and easy. That would have been great. Like right. you show Imagine him, that. you show the eighteen-year-old him, him in a bar, and the guy, or like that scene where the guy throws the water in his right. face, and he just punches the guy, and yeah. the guy's like dead. Instead. I don't want anyone I mean, he to know. Could even, he could even go to prison. Like, you could change it that much. Right. And he gets out after a couple years for manslaughter. And, and goes, Although, being Hollywood, uh, at the but end, then, like, so he, he would punch someone. They would end up in a wheelchair. And, like, the final scene after the credits would be that person wheeling out to a thing that Superman was at. And it would be re- revealed it was Stephen Hawking. <laughs> and that Superman made Stephen Hawking. That's how super he is. He made him with his punch. He knocked my brain into understanding the universe better. And then he just starts punching people to make a bunch of Hawkins. Yeah. We need more Hawkins. Less Walmarts, more Hawkins. Walmarts is a term I use for a certain type of person. Smart people? Yes. That's the geniuses of this world. I am in... in I, 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 judge, I judge stores by whether or not they have unsweetened tea. <laughs> Walmart does not. What? Unsweetened tea? What do you mean? 
I, I'm a big iced tea drinker, right? But there are certain places in the country where you can't buy a bottle of unsweetened tea. It's all it's all sweet or it's diet, which means it just has aspartame in it. Oh, right. So there are certain stores and certain places where, where they can... refuse the idea that you would enjoy something that wasn't sweet. Yes, right. we will either sweeten it artificially or, fake, or, or we'll naturally. Fake sweeten we'll it. Like, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, and Walmart is one of those places. Or fake sweeten it with uh, aspartame as a neurotoxin. But it got passed because uh, John it's, Ashcroft it's, got it passed. It's Ill- I like, okay, it's Graham, illegal. Tell me in, about this. It's um, illegal in the European Union. So tell me, you know about these sort of things. So what what is? Because I drink a lot of diet. Aspartame is a use. neurotoxin, uh, which basically it. Uh, I'm, I'm very broad strokes here because I'm not a scientist, but as it was explained <laughs> well, to me, well, because because uh, often this podcast is what science hides. <laughs> this is hard yeah, science. Of, yeah, this is peer reviewed. A lot this of entire process. <laughs> Yeah, this uh, this entire podcast is transcripted and put into science journals. Well, yeah, straight in. They don't even change anything. No footnotes needed because everything is covered so comprehensively. In fact, this is being broadcast directly into space. This is how we do it. Yeah, this is how we do it. Will I am does some music underneath. So the readings, guys at the space station. Yeah. Um. On the planet Vlorg. Right. There will be uh, Man of Steel spoilers if you guys haven't gotten it. <laughs> and if you haven't even gotten the first one, uh, shit goes bad for Christopher Reeve. It might be a bummer to watch. It right? might be a bummer to watch. But he does just rotate the planet and fix everything. That's kind of cool. Just spins weren't it backwards. You, weren't you thinking that was going to happen because the shit was so fucked up? It was so dumb. I was just like expecting... Please, please go backwards. Yeah, just do it. Just yeah. start the whole movie over. Go back, spin it, and then... Get Damon Lindelof. So before we get back to the poisons we're putting in our bodies, uh, the thing that I wanted to mention about that was, I think that Superman's real weakness, if I'm going to get to the heart of what I believe the Superman character to be, which is, I don't believe his real weakness is kryptonite. I believe traditionally his real weakness is he does not want any human being to be hurt. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. So often in the old Superman you know, comics, the way that you know they would be able to unsettle right. him or whatever is to put people in peril. Because yeah. then he would have to go and sure. save those people. Which was great. Right? And they ditched that. Because that's his... And that's how we relate to him as well. Right. He's here to help but us they, and save us. They didn't ditch it because at one point... Zog is that his name? Zog. Zar. Zar says. Zar. Uh, Zog. Says, uh, Zar. Zar. <laughs> what Zlot. did you call it? Zlot. Zlot. Zog. Zog. So at one point, uh, Mr. Z. <laughs> one of them yeah, says, "Oh, your weakness is that you like these people." It says right. something like that, and yeah. then they never use it. Ever. No, no, he doesn't say it. Well, because them. he goes, he must like these people. Oh, I guess he doesn't because he's gonna fight me in a right. downtown. How many people died in all those buildings that got smashed? Are you talking about Sears? Yeah, <laughs> Sears. <laughs> that is the weirdest product placement yeah. I've ever seen. Like, didn't the phone book or Blockbuster have a, a, an IHOP? An IHOP. I mean, there's a, a trash can guy. Oh, it's a trash can. Yeah, a trash can. Right. So, um, uh, Superman really likes people that he knows, uh-huh. and he's willing to protect them at the expense of strangers right in this movie yeah it's like I'll, he will destroy the entire city for Lois Lane uh, yeah well, the new Superman is all about pussy <laughs> yeah that's his real weakness is that fucking that earthling strange oh shit right because there was almost a hint of that early on where like he was in the bar with the girl and there was like he was defending her and you got the impression that maybe that had some sort of right. like, you know, relation. And you're like, oh, that'd be interesting. If like Superman's just been like slinging his super cock oh, around. That'd be like, great. Yeah. 
I'm yeah. not going to save these people, but I'm going to fuck them. Oh, that's my shit. shit. Yeah, man, it's super Even fun. the dudes. They call me Man of Steel. Not yet, but they will. They will. They will. <laughs> Your last boyfriend probably couldn't reload this quickly. Right. <laughs> oh, it's hard there. again. It's the power of your son. <laughs> And then Russell Russell Crowe pops up behind him. What? What are you doing? This is what I'm doing with it, man. Ah, Thanks, Dad, for sending me to this hot pussy planet. (laughs) Russell's there just shutting their legs using some weird hand signal, uh, even though he's imaginary and a computer program. So, uh, Whole Foods. Uh, I was at Whole Foods the other day. And they have a, um, a wine bar in the middle of the Whole Foods mm-hmm. that they go to for people who... Do they have Whole Foods in Australia? No. They Do they have, have a type of... No, not really, no. There's, the two, there's kind of two big supermarket chains in Australia, Safeway and... Uh, you have Safeway? Woolworths. I'm not, I don't know. I assume they're the same company, but the logos and everything are very... Woolworths is a grocery store? Oh, sorry, Safeway and Woolworths are the same things. And Woolworths own Safeway, so I'm going to say they're not the same companies. So Woolworths... Which is like own Safeway, but they were called anyway. It doesn't matter. The Woolworths here is an old department store, not yeah, it's groceries. Like, no, it's groceries in Australia. Like fresh, like yeah, like grocery groceries. Not one of these American shops either, where like it's groceries here and like camping equipment here. And right, I mean, now you can buy I a mean, horse and I'm develop s- your photos of your horse. I'm, I'm, s- I'm sorry that we enjoy a book. Why do we bring books into this place? No one's um, ever buying. You know what? Here. I go there. I go. I go there to buy uh, my vegetables, cereal. <laughs> Uh, movies and planting soil, right? And make meth, <laughs> which they do yeah. in the. So um, they, that's happened several times. So people get people making meth in Walmart. In Walmart. Oh, good. Yeah, because all the ingredients are there. Yeah, they that's just, they just grab it all and they go into a corner and they start making meth. And they've gotten far along in the process. Right. And imagine, that's like, awesome. if you, if you have enough meth, you've got toys to play with. Yeah, why not? You can sell them to people there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So You're taking out the middleman. That's such effective business. Yeah. Right. So there's a wine bar in the Whole Foods. That is weird to me. I've never been well, in like a, 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 like a supermarket where I'd be like, um, I would like to just stay here for longer and drink some wine. No. No. Well, try living in the supermarket? Um, well, they have is that a, a thing? They have a wine bar at my Trader Joe's around the corner from me. The new Trader Joe's wine bar. Nice. Just, have you ever sat in a... Well, I mean, you don't drink, but... Like, it seems weird to me that you would sit down while you're shopping. Like, haven't you just bought some frozen yogurt or something? And like, I'm going to stop for a while and let it melt. From the most relaxed country on earth. You should be super into that. The fact, no, because he's where we drink wine. At home or in wine bars. Well, you're tasting it. You're doing wine tasting and then you're going to buy the one you like. Is this because... They should also. You guys just love getting hammered, so you just consume that you can't just go and. How am I going to drive home? (laughs) Or, like, I'm going to get drunk and get on. Imagine the groceries that I'm going to buy. I'll get a fucking few wines in the I smell a reality show. That's what it would be like. It would be like me coming up with a mystery box for a fucking reality show. Can you cook what drunk stone will fucking got at Whole Foods? (laughs) What meal can you make out of this? <laughs> the first part of the show is the comedy show where I get drunk and then go shopping and they film that. Environmentally yeah. friendly then, cleaner and pet food. Right. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be scrumptious. There's no way in hell that Whole Foods just put that in thinking it would be a good idea. You know they already thought of that and that's part of it. Right. I suppose. Get people drunk and they'll buy more. They know that. Yeah. But you don't want to like lose your license on the way home from Whole Foods. Why not? Right? 
That sounds good. You got your canvas reusable shopping bags. You know, just like they're having a wine tasting at the Whole Foods. <laughs> you off the hook, right? Good cop. A Santa Monica cop would do that. Hey. Oh, shit. Sorry. I went grocery shopping. <laughs> what? What? I said Whole Foods. They made it happen. So I'm off the wagon again. Do you have the, like, the three bean salad? What? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Can I go back there and make the pizza with you? <laughs> Jesus, this place is full of drunk people now. Can I stick my hand into the three bean salad? Eat it? I bet you then you could get so much tail. All those yoga girls in their hot yoga pants all wind up. You know what I mean? You could probably just start. You could, And then what you do... You make meth in the corner, right. and you're just tagging them all wind up and fucking these hot Whole Foods yoga girls. Are we talking about Superman again? Yeah. <laughs> Why did he go into the Whole Foods? I mean, there is a condoms aisle as well, so I mean, it could be safe sex. Yeah. You could prepare them dinner afterwards. You could, live like, in, you could live in a Walmart. Yeah, you definitely could. I don't know about it. Which is also a reality show. That should be a reality living show. Living in a Walmart? Living in a Walmart. That's what it's called. Sponsored by Walmart. Oh, it is. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, they would love it. Yeah, that's that's the future. Uh, so I wanted to talk to you about the fact that you do nothing. You don't drink, um, mm-hmm. and we heard about the the poisons I'm putting into my body. By well, you know, aspartame. Uh, uh, supposed to be a classic example of aspartame poisoning is George Bush. Right. That what do you mean? Because he drinks like twelve a day. Uh, twelve what? Um, uh, uh, Diet Cokes. Oh, right. And so he's got all these weird ticks and stuff, and, uh-huh. and the people say that's like an example of aspartame poison. So if you keep drinking this, you're going to be the only, you would be like, well, now you'd be the second only American president to cut taxes during wartime. Right. <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> and you'll invade the wrong country. Right. Yeah, you'll invade the wrong country. It did suggest that once they killed the brown people, we should go through their pockets for currency and trinkets, right? To well, I mean, make up the tax. What are you going to do? Leave it there? Right. Hey, Come tax breaks. Then America doesn't even have to feel the impact of two wars for 11 years. I mean. Hello, GrahamElwood.com. Comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just something jammed my crazy pop. No, I enjoy that because you know what the thing is, as an Australian, and I think certainly when I was in the UK, I felt this as well. Um, you know, the, the attitude of America is that everybody subscribes to the oh, policies of no. America. No, there's know? a lot of us here that are powerless people watching a bunch of maniacs do shit. Right. The two things that I always feel weird talking about, and even when I'm on the road doing stand-up, these are only areas I really feel weird talking about because you wade into that sort of area. In America, like, you mean, or in yeah, general? in Just America. Like, okay. You're performing in America. Right. Okay. Uh, the idea of war being sometimes an idiotic idea. Because I'm not even like, you know, I'm not a big heavily like political guy in that sense. Not in but, comedy clubs, but you could do it in alternative... Alter- oh, yeah, no, no. I'm talking about when I yeah. get on the road. Yeah, when you're on the road, like, you're When I'm talking right. to America. You're absolutely right? right. And the other one is guns, like being terrified of guns, right? Yeah. Because you get this sense that everyone in America is like, yep, we all have guns, and here's what we like to do, invade other countries. Well, yeah, I mean... Uh, I, what I'm hearing is you don't like to party. Sounds like you. Uh, <laughs> no, we come with you. Sounds like you hate justice. That's, what, I, that's what I'm hearing. Is I know. You guys are always there. We yeah. first person there with you guys. Like, no, we might you, start the shit, but we're fucking there. Yeah, I know. We're on. You can't. You're not supposed to talk about guns. I'm gonna start because I think I have a good. I've finally come up with a good angle. Right, guns are bad. Is that the angle? I, I want to make fun. That is good if you. That's a good. Wait, here's the problem with our gun debate. Okay. Our, 
are the opponents, the people who are super into guns yeah. and, and surround themselves with them and jerk off all the time, aren't big fans of logic. Right. They use stupid slogans. So so they use this dumb group thing such as uh, people, uh, guns, guns don't kill people, 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 people kill people. people. No, that's a people, fucking... People with guns. Now, when you argue with someone who says that, yeah. I actually I actually talk about this on my podcast right. because that's, that's not answering... The question that's right. answering the question was there a gun laying on the ground and did it shoot someone? Right. Absolutely. That's not that's not the question. Which is, are guns more efficient at killing other human beings? Yes. That's what we should be talking about. This so is the truth. Because if somebody goes by a primary school with a tennis racket and some bullets, yeah. that is going to be. I mean, some people still might get hurt. Like right. if you've got a good serve, yeah, some people <laughs> might still get hurt. All right, but. Like as a general rule, probably less than with a semi-automatic weapon. Yeah. So I, they frame yeah. the debate. So they frame the debate in that they just every time they talk, you're like, "Well, you're being fucking stupid," and I don't know what's happening. Right. It's it's all. I'll tell you what it is. And and this this, I'm kind of done. I'm done too. I'm done. I, I I've always been like, well, let's. I'm not a Democrat. I do not like the two-party system. I'm uh-huh. a registered independent. Uh, but I'm done hearing the pro-gun side of it because all of their arguments and and one of the main reasons I'm done I swim laps in the Santa Monica College pool where there was a shooting um, three weeks ago Wow. Ten blocks from where I live, where we could They would have been fast laps though. They would have been real like quick fast laps. laps. It's um, shooting at you. My friend lives across the house from where that shooting started. And an, another guy with mental illness was able to buy 1,200 rounds of ammo on the internet. Uh-huh. And I'm so I'm just sort of like, my thing is, if you really feel like you need to own a gun, my guess is you're scared. You're right. a coward. Right. And scared. you, like, everyone's like, well, what if someone comes and breaks into your home? I don't know anyone that that's happened to. Yeah. I know I, I know six people who've been mugged. And you know what they did? They went, here's my wallet. It was over. Right. I, had a guy, I had a guy come to my into my lobby and try to steal my bike. And he was clearly a drug addict. And I came out. And I just said, get the fuck out of here. Right. And he left. Right. And if he had a gun, you would have said, said, take the bike. Take the bike. Yeah. Knock yourself out. So what we're saying is if you are a junkie criminal listening, get a gun. And there's all the arguments. Also, only only criminals should have guns? So, okay, wait a minute. Every gun is manufactured and sold legally. Right. So how is it getting in the criminal's hands? I'll tell you one way. Uh, somebody buys it legally because there's no background checks. They can sell it then at a gun show to anybody. Anybody. Or if I know you're a criminal... I'll just up the price and right. you'll have to pay it. Oh, wow. So then they come back and say, well, cars kill people. Cars designed for transportation. It is not designed to kill people. Right. Like, and, and that <laughs> whole lot. are so fucking the, They break down right. everywhere. Oh, the one guy pulls. They should keep their car in their house in case of intruders. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like if someone comes through the door and you're in your Ford territory, right. like, yeah. that is almost more effective. Yeah, my car. Camry is going to run you over when you. And the other thing, just like <laughs> if someone tried to steal or take it. Right. What the what what do you and the and the and as someone like who's traveled around the world, I go, oh, everybody thinks Americans are fucking crazy. Well, we are, we are, and and yeah, we are. We're nuts, and the apathy is the biggest problem. Right. I don't think it's apathy. I think it's now defeat. It's. I will say. I will. I will say. Defeat has something to do with it. I will say it's apathy, and here's why. I've gone to Afghanistan three times and Iraq three times. I went to Afghanistan 04, 06, 07. 04, I came back from there doing, doing comedy tours, right? right? Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> this podcast was going to get really tough. Here's <laughs> how many Arabs I've killed. I'm so, a contract. Uh, I look. Yeah. What I do is I go over, I contract for a while, I kill some people, then yeah. I bring back a duffel bag full of opium and I sell it. And right. it's great. And it's and good stuff. And that's like a... Three, but I do it with a bow. Week cycle. I do it with a bow and arrow. I, right. I'm not a gun guy. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> not a crossbow, an actual bow. Actual bow yeah, and d- a knife. Dressed as the green arrow. He's, yeah. not, he, <laughs> he's known in Afghanistan as Dark Cupid. Yeah. <laughs> I will bring the love of eternity into your life. <laughs> There's music? Yeah, there's a new show. <laughs> no, but I would come back and say, I was just, uh, this is an 04. Uh, I was just in Afghanistan entertaining people. I heard, we still have troops there? Because now in 03, <laughs> I heard that numerous times. Numerous times. And not from some like bonehead, but from like people you would consider kind of, you know, read the paper, whatever. What? Oh, yeah. yeah. And this, because in 03 and 04 and 06, all the media talked about was Iraq. Right. Yeah. And they were like, we still got people there. Then this would, and this has happened, I would say, uh, from 50 to 100 people, and I'm not exaggerating. I would say, wow, I was in Afghanistan. And they go, how was it? Well, I was, you know, it was, you know, being was cool and it was, it was scary and I was a war zone. Like, oh man, that's so great that you, you entertain those folks in Iraq. No, I just said Afghanistan. They're two different countries. Really? What are they? Yeah, one, and and that is across. Uh, I from the country Axis of Evil. I mean, look, yeah, exactly. Look at the look at the presidential elections. Yeah, the last couple we've been big patting ourselves on the back. Oh, 60 some percent voter turnout. That's a D. That's a D. <laughs> the last mayoral election in the last three mayoral elections in Los Angeles. Wait, which, I didn't. I didn't vote in the last one. Good for you. Why should I? They, were the, they were the exact same candidate, and I didn't like either one of them. So why well, would I vote? Well, well, I would say there's ballot measures and all this other stuff that I would, I would, I vote in every election. Just, but I, 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 I get the your your the system has failed. I'm out. I at least can respect because that's an educated decision versus me. I haven't voted for president. I haven't hit the. I haven't hit the presidential box in ages. I just leave it. Go fuck yourself. Right. Or else I'll do a third party. But sure, there, no one should be voting. Everyone should be going in and voting for everything else and not voting for president as a big fuck you to the system and going, oh, my God, only eight people, eight percent of right. people voted for president. Then you would have changed because we would be a mockery. Like, well, we already are. Around the world would be like, really? Eight percent? Like, blow it up. Make it look fucking Dude, stupid. In the mayor, last three mayoral elections in, in Los Angeles, there was less than 30 percent voter turnout. Tuesday, number one. Yeah. Oh, a 12-hour vote. Now, in Afghanistan, under threat of death from the Taliban, there's an 80 to 85% voter turnout. There's more at stake. In Iraq, they used to have about 120% turnout. That's something. <laughs> some, some that's like Chicago-style. <laughs> that's my hometown, baby. Get some dead people voting. Yeah, Saddam Hussein did, used to have a bunch of elections where um, people had the democratic right to vote. But um, you, when you voted, you had to leave your name and address, yeah. and it registered who you'd voted for. <laughs> it was amazing the success rate he had under that yeah. system. Really it was amazing. Stuff. So he, in Brazil, it, you're fined if you don't vote. Well, in Australia, it's compulsory to vote. Yeah, yeah. So this is an interesting area for me because I've never lived in a place where it isn't compulsory to vote. You have to vote at every election, or you will get fined. And 
the big debate is whether that makes people more or less engaged in the political system. Because, like, you know, th- there is an argument to be made that, like, sure. if people are paying no attention at all, but they still have to fucking vote, they're the ones that are susceptible to the easiest and laziest of messages. Course. You know, the, someone's coming in on a boat to take your job yeah, or, sure. the, like, whatever. Because they're not engaged and they're not listening to see if that's a real thing or not a real thing. So, you know, like... There's part of you that thinks, fuck, maybe this should, maybe you should just have to answer a series of questions and then they rank your vote. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Everyone should have the right to vote, but they should rank it based on how much attention you've been paying. There should be a degree of expertise. Just a series of, have you read some papers? Can you identify who's from what party? You know, and what their position is. A and big then, problem, I think, is in America, no one's getting off their couch unless their cable gets shut off. Well, there's that, but there's also, there, there's two, there's that, yes, that's absolutely a big part of it. But there's another thing. People are working three or four jobs. To fucking sure. stay alive. Yeah, right. that's they, true. Are they are mm-hmm. they voting? No, they don't. They can barely do anything. They're just they're they're. It's like they're slaves. The bare minimum. Like they're not. And the system is set up to get those that person out of the equation. It's yes. Right. So three hundred million people. Okay. So let's say one hundred and eighty million of them are, are are eligible to vote, and there's a twelve hour window. On a Tuesday. On a Tuesday. That's it. Like other countries have a week long. You know, and it's uh, why not have runoff elections and all this other stuff? It's like, well, people are afraid of the third party or just an independent. That's the thing. The party. That's very system, interesting because the we, two parties own the whole system. Because we vote on a Saturday, mm-hmm. um, so obviously that you should. And by the way, it's you want to know my prediction? October nineteenth. You've made a prediction about the Australian election day. Yeah. I love that you have made a prediction about this. Like everyone, uh, what just happened in Australia is that our prime minister got replaced. So, oh, she was crooked as shit, right? Right. Well, you know, here's the thing. Like, well, when I went out there last year, that was in all the papers as everyone was talking about her. Nobody. She, she there was some slush. She was stuff. Our, well. She's been our least popular prime minister, and there's a series of reasons to explain that. Some of them are her own fault. Like that someone, her, her policies never matched with what people perceived her life to be. So, for example, she was an unmarried but living with her partner, um, atheist, you know, prime minister, yet she didn't uh, legislate for gay marriage. People couldn't understand that. Like she was, where she was hanging on to the traditional relationship. You're like, well, you're living right. with... She's a lesbian living with... No, her. she's not. No, she's, oh. li- li- she's living with a man. Oh. But they're, like, you know, living together in the lodge in, like, you know, in where our prime minister lives. And she's defending traditional relationships. She's like, well, that's not a traditional relationship. <laughs> like, you're <laughs> just saying amazing. gay people shouldn't have it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so there was a few of those things that she did that people were... Were like, this is not... I've met her a bunch of times. And in real life, she's a really, really nice person and really charming. And I don't feel like that ever came across when she was prime minister either. But also what happened was that it's just been... She was our first ever female prime minister. And there was a certain amount of, you know... The old guard didn't like that. did not like that. And so from the minute she got in, everything was an issue and things that other people well, that would have... That sounds like a Obama. Oh, that's weird. Right. That's weird. But, yeah. but that's so what... you're trying to tell me that the reason the militias uh, have quadrupled since a black president right. got elected is not connected? Right. <laughs> people would be like... People would there, would... there would be a lot of... And it became one of those beautiful rules of the internet where someone would write a, an article about how... Um, you know, that some of the attacks on her were misogynist. And some of them were, definitely. There's no doubt about that. Uh, and then... 
in the comments, it would only take about like four comments for the entire article to be proved right by one of the comments, you know, because there'd always be someone to be like, yeah, she's a fucking bitch and she's like, right. and you'd be like, you're proving the exact point. This you know, is like, you know what the problem with that is? And it's the same problem with Obama is you never have an actual debate about the issues because with Obama, it's right. always about he's a socialist, he's uh, this, he's this. And you're right. like, can we just fucking talk about health long form birth certificate as adults? Because right. everything you bring up, which you think you're making a point, but you're a right. dumb, hysterical asshole. And so there's no debate happening about anything. But also what happens is you get trapped in, and I feel like this is the area where they're very similar. What's happened is mm-hmm. you get trapped in this idea of that you can't... So what happened was they would criticize her. And even if their criticisms weren't because of sexism, mm-hmm. even if their criticisms were about politics... The way they then made the criticism would have sexism. Yes, oh, right. you know, yeah. and I think that's a lot of. What She'd have better uh, trade policy if she wasn't abroad. Right. You know, <laughs> yeah. So, but then they realised that was a powerful tool, you know, for them to use. So she started playing up on the fact that whenever anyone attacked them, it was misogynist, which is not the case. Sometimes they were attacking them for very fucking good reasons. Uh, they were headship policy. And I think that this is what happens in America it is does happen. people shout about the thing, like he's a socialist instead of going, hey, are we cool with drones? Like, yeah. is this not, <laughs> yeah. is this not yeah. Skynet? Are we not studying Skynet? I would actually... Just, hey guys, can everyone just watch the Terminator movies <laughs> and then just get back to us on the and drones? We'll I'm not even asking you to study some scientific Let's just papers. check that out. Literally just watch, even the first couple. <laughs> You don't have to watch all of them. Don't even watch the Sam Worthington yeah. and Christian Bale one. Don't watch don't, really, Specifically, don't watch right. that one. Start a Terminator 2 if you want. Just watch... All I'll ask of you is 90 minutes to see a movie and then get back to us on the drones. Just Can watch we, Terminator 2. I would say... Just would, watch that scene from the fucking Dark Knight where Morgan Freeman has all the tellies. Yes. yes. Tell us how you feel... About that. ...about the government reading our emails. Yeah. That's right. all I ask. That's it. I would say that... The, the worst thing about our two-party system is watching Obama not only continue, but make worse decisions than Bush right. as far as stuff like drones and whatnot. And all of my liberal friends and all these liberal people back him up. And right. you're like, well, now you're just fucking insane. Because if that was Bush, right. you'd be losing your goddamn well, see, And this is the thing that I always say, because if people tell me what side of politics I support, I do have an issue with that because... You know, obviously I'm socially like what I would like to call progressive. Mm. Other people would call it to the left or whatever. But I would like to say I'm progressive. But I choose my issues issue by issue. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, like these people who sign up to like the ALP, which is Julia Gillard's party, would be traditionally the mainstream party of the left. In the same way as the Democrats are the mainstream party of the left. Right. Even though both the Democrats and the Republicans in America are both to the right of our right wing party in very, Australia. Very right. Like what we consider to be right wing is still to the left of the Democrats right. in America. America. So, um, and, and the two parties in America are Coke and Pepsi. Right, they yeah. are. That's exactly what yeah. it is. Yeah, and so, <laughs> and much like the Pepsi challenge, it sometimes it tastes good in a little sip, but if you want to have a whole can, you're like, this is way too sweet. And <laughs> I really like Pepsi. I just like a tiny bit of Pepsi. <laughs> I like a tiny bit of Pepsi in a cup, but a whole can Coke. Thanks. Um, so, but when people subscribe to that thing, and it's been the same in Australia, the party of the left with this unmarried atheist single, you know, prime minister to, doesn't bring in marriage equality. Yeah. You see people losing their minds yeah. because they've decided to, they support a team rather than right. just talk about things issue by issue. Yeah, and it's kinda, teams. 
Well, that's the, and that, that, that's the problem too with the party system, especially in America, is the party. No, none of these politicians are acting on behalf of the American citizens. Ever. They're acting on behalf of the party. I mean, you and saw the corporations and the corporations that own the party. That's the thing. Like, you know, um, uh, I forget the name of the movie, but there's a film about the the 2008 um, meltdown. Gosh, shit, it just escaped my mind. Anyway, um, and it's like since Reagan. The same like half a dozen bank guys have been hired by both parties who have been, whoever's in all, like Reagan, Bush, Clinton, the second Bush, Obama, same fucking guys. All the same guys. All the same guys. And it's just, it's, it's, I mean, Obama, when he was running in 2008, you know, he's all green energy, green energy, green energy, green energy, but clean coal. Can, what, what, I'm sorry. What was that? Say clean coal again. Oh, because I need coal is mainly in Ohio and Pennsylvania right. swing states. Yeah. And you can't say that clean coal is like ethical child pornography. Right. It does not exist. No, that's a thing. It's a rubber. It's a rubber. That's an actual thing. Wait a second. It's a rubber. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's Audi. Yeah. That's what I feel. It's handsome. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And so... Every part, every politician has to just go with the party because they're just worried about getting reelected again. And if Americans showed up in, in the 85 to 90 percent uh, electorate, let's say 90 percent of the population showed up to vote and they all voted for independence and third party, that to me, Republicans and Democrats would be out. And you just have everyone in the House and Senate. Yeah, but they're also scared. Right. Right. Uh, Sorry. Everybody voting is scared. They're not voting for a guy. They're voting against a guy. But yeah. if the end point... Like, and here's the thing, if the end point that we're kind of starting to realize is that the, the, the system is broken, right? Yeah, the system, the, the is, system broken. is broken. We're talking about an increasingly focus group driven, like, you know, not leading in any way, reflecting special interest groups, lobby groups, and, you know, polling data and key catchphrases to, you know, <laughs> yeah. right? So where, do, where is the end point of this? How, is this... Like, well, is there it, an important in America, we... it ends in two ways. It ends in fascism or it ends in socialism. But it, do, it doesn't... Th- I just this, can't ever say America thing, ending in socialism. Well, why? We did it before. We, I mean, what do you think the Great Depression was? We came out of that with incredible socialist programs. This is either going to completely collapse or it's going to get really militaristic Well, what's, here. what, what right. could potentially... I mean, the other thing, too, is the Occupy movement. Okay. I say to people, I go, oh, it's a bunch of dumb kids they, who specifically are like, we oh, don't no. want to be organized. Okay, great. I'm like, the Occupy movement is going to come. If people can't pay their bills, right. it's going to come back more organized yeah. and violent. Well, right. that's the thing about the Occupy movement. People don't realize they didn't go away. No. They broke up and became more active in different right. places. So they are starting a movement in different areas, but they're just also, not in the park. You know, the interesting mm-hmm. thing is there are places where they're still in the park. But like, that's the yeah. most interesting thing in Sydney, in the uh, in the main uh, moor, in the middle of Sydney, there has been a constant Occupy presence since the like very moment that it happened, and it has not gone. I mean, it's only a small group of people now, but um, you know they're, they're there still. And I kind of I was walking through, like you know, watching that, and I was kind of like, that's. Good. You know, right. you know I was like, there was part of me that was like, how do you, how do you pay for this? <laughs> but well, there was most of me that was like, no, no, but there was most of me that was like, I mean, I like 
I love the idea of believing in something enough. And I think there's, you know, genuinely believing in it, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of someone who like is like, I am so passionate about this cause or this thing or whatever it is that I'm going to like dedicate my life to this idea. That's a cool idea. I think about that a lot with Nelson Mandela about to die because you, I look at Mandela and I think who are, like, I mean, I remember Mandela being such a big part of the, the 1980s. And maybe, I don't know what it was like over here, but in Australia particularly because... Well, we were sort of on the other side of that for a long time. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, you guys were like, oh, you know what? Yeah, we're trying to sell coke down yeah. there, so I'm not sure. And we've got some dodgy recent history of our own, so... <laughs> Where do you think we get our diamonds from? Come on. Yeah. But in Australia... Diamonds are great. In Australia, it was quite a big issue because one of the sanctions against South Africa had been that you can't... There were sporting boycotts. And Australia play uh, both cricket and rugby against South Africa, the two biggest sports in that country. So, like, there would be rebel tours that would go there and some of the greatest players in those sports, you know, during that time didn't get to play in the world game because of South Africa and apartheid and stuff. And so I was very aware of Mandela. It was like a big... Thing and I remember, uh, you know, uh, reading a lot. I mean, in all fairness, it, it was discussed a lot. I remember hearing a lot about it, and there was a yeah, lot of people was. on both sides right. here. I mean, you always have the corporate voice coming out of America, but that doesn't speak for everything. So I read a long walk to freedom, which is one of the most amazing. But this was a guy who went to prison for like you know a quarter of his life. And I've been in that cell. It's, uh, it's unbelievable. You did some time there as well. No. <laughs> <laughs> Dave got drunk at the World Cup. <laughs> I was, uh, I was in that cell. Justin Bieber had written in the guest book. I reckon that uh, Nelson Mandela would have been a believer. So I was, I, people don't know this about me. I was, I was, I was in the cell after him for about two years. Right. Uh, but it was just public expo- exposure. Oh, right. good. Just Your agent out. told you to do it. Yeah, yeah, I was doing a, it's like a PR thing. Yeah. You are a one man show at Montreal. Right. <laughs> you are opening for Mandela, right? Yes. I that agree. was your. Yeah. <laughs> Um, But yeah, so, I mean, the fact that he's about to die, I I wonder who the Nelson Mandela's of our generation are. Here's what's going to happen in America. It's it's eventually going to, we're going to have an Arab Spring thing here where, because it's getting so bad that, like, they keep going, the stock market's going up. And everyone's like, cool, I still don't have a fucking job. So, by the way, if the, by the, way, if the NSA are listening to podcasts, this one has are. definitely set off a lot of triggers. <laughs> There's yeah. been a lot of anti-government chit-chat. So, so people don't... Here's the thing people... Mentioning the Arab Spring. Here's the thing people don't know about <laughs> Obamacare. It, 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 it solidified the private, the private insurance, which was the worst thing you could have done. Because they're giving subsidies to people, which is great. So the poor bit can uh-huh. buy insurance. Well, that's good. The people have debt. Are completely fucked. What do you mean? Because now they have to buy insurance and they can't afford insurance. So they're not getting subsidies because they're in debt because they have high salaries, but they're paying all their money to debt, which is a vast majority of the American population. Right. So there's this giant group of people who are about to get fucked and about to take on more than they can handle and they're about to get punished by the government for it. Those people are going to be very upset. It's not going to be like th- there is a legitimate problem with what just happened on the right wing because they're so fucking stupid and they just scream about public health care and they don't know the actual issue. The actual issue is debt. We're swimming in debt and people can't fucking handle it anymore. And so there is going to be a breaking point and all this shit is just getting piled on top and piled on top. And yeah. this is that's just another huge thing that's coming down where people go, I can't afford health insurance. Really? Because we're going to fine you then. 
I don't have any money. I'm, I'm paying all my money to the fucking debt that I picked up in the 90s because you guys said everything was free. Like, it's fucking insane. There's yeah. a big there's a big thing coming. And there's it's a lot, you know, a lot of municipalities are cutting services and stuff like that. Like, that's the thing that's... I they, just cut, they just cut unemployment insurance. People in North Carolina are no longer going to get money when they, when they go unemployed. The reason unemployment Wait, exists... Well, what? If you get fired from your job, yeah. you're no longer going to get unemployment. Nothing. Money. Nothing. Zero. That'll, the, that'll reason, the reason that exists <laughs> well, is so people don't set rich people's houses on fire. Right. Well, they won't set them on fire. They'll just take but all the, the stuff out of them and yeah. then set the rich people on fire. Right. But they're making all the mistakes that you go, did you right. not read history books? Yeah, this is like, but that is why that safety net I mean I yes. find it very weird when I come here in general yes because like in Australia we have like I mean uh, again like we have a, yeah, any. there's no sense in Australia that if you're sick you, there might be waiting lists and people will talk about maybe not getting into their operation right. sure like, we have that here enough too. time and stuff yeah. but there's no sense that there will ever be a time if you are sick that you won't get medical like it's not even no you like, just die here yeah, but it's not even considered. Oh, I know. You know, it's, it's like it's not one of those. You were I going, had, I had a, uh, a pin. I've had a recurring pinched nerve. When I first got it, like three or four years ago, the doctors didn't know what it was. They thought maybe it was a hernia, so I had to go to a specialist. Then I had to get an MRI and all uh-huh. this stuff. We now found out it's like a pinched nerve, and I'm, I've gone to chiropractors. And the best thing that is helping now is yoga. This is now three, four years later. That's first when it first happened this summer when I was dealing with it and going to physical therapy and all this stuff and getting an MRI. It was 35, four grand. I have insurance. Right. I have insurance. I think that's what people don't understand from other countries is that we have insurance, but our insurance is just a big scam. Right. You end up paying. Well, when I got in my car accident, I've I've paid out $3,000. I have health insurance. The other person had has car insurance that covers health. I still paid out $3,000. Yeah. Yeah, that's insane. Now imagine, this this is nothing what I went through. Imagine if you had some serious. Actual thing. Yeah. A friend of mine is is battling cancer. And she's got to go on on friend on the Facebook and she has a donation page that's what how she's paying for her treatments here's the thing about it. here's the thing about it. so you get so you get cancer and say it's a long-term situation but you have to leave your job well now you have a now you have to go on Cobra which is our government thing that kicks in that you can pay into to stay on your employee health insurance but it's like your payment goes from like two hundred a month when you're employed to like eighteen hundred a month. So now you don't, well, that's the best. So thing now you when don't you've just lost your job. Yeah, right. it helps you. <laughs> so now you yeah. don't have a job and right. you have to pay more for health insurance. But no. that only runs like a year, eighteen months, right. and then you're done. So if your cancer's long term, you just right. get to die at the end in debt, and then your family has to pay off the debt. Yeah, that's good. America in a nutshell. Good, good stuff. It's fucking insane, and the fact that people aren't driving down the street, shooting into buildings, and setting things on fire is crazy. But at some point, there will be a breaking point. At some right. point, everyone's going to go, no. Nope. Because if I can't pay my bills, I can't feed my family, what the fuck do I care if you're going to arrest me? You don't right. care. No, you, don't you got nothing to lose. I don't give a shit. You don't give a shit. Like, there, 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 there is, a, there is a, a groundswell where it was apathy. There is now a groundswell and a slowly building anger that when it breaks, it's going to break big. It's, there's, there's like no other way around, around it right now because we are literally getting fucked from every angle. And, I feel that, like and, 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 and to, to, to weave this in now, so the, so the, so the, gun, the pro-gun people are going, see, that's why I want to have a gun for when it collapses. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. If it collapses, if I can't surf and tell jokes and, and go to the movies, put a bullet in my head. 
I don't give a shit. We're all going to die. I don't want to live in this dumb planet anymore if it gets that stupid. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I mean, straight up, like... The other thing, what, what, I, what I love the most about this is we have finally identified a fucking massive demographic, which is disenfranchised people who don't trust the government who are losing their benefits. But unfortunately, much like podcasts themselves, they have no money. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to monetize wait, wait, I'm not getting paid for this appearance? <laughs> oh. Well, look, the reason the NSA is, is spying on everyone isn't to, to find out about terrorists. They're worried about an Arab Spring. They have been since green since the, this has been in the Pentagon report since since the greenhouse effects started kicking in. They are waiting until because it's going to lead to a lot of changes. They're waiting until the shit this populace rises up and goes fucking ape shit. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Do and we again, re- and again? And I, I will bring this back to the right. gun argument again. The gun RC. That's why I want to have it. The government turns on me. Well. One Apache helicopter can level downtown San Francisco. <laughs> so good luck with your fucking automatic weapons because if the mil- American military wants to turn on you, you're gone. It's and, over. And if a lot of people in other countries might surprise, be surprised at this. The number of people owning guns is going down. The number of people owning more than one gun is going up. Ah, uh, yeah, right. So it's it's all the same people buying guns. They've got more guns. They've just got a bunch of fucking guns. So good luck. Right. I don't know how many you can hold, but good luck. Right. <laughs> Because that's, I mean, I read a really interesting article about, it was after the uh, the congresswoman, I think it was, she was, who got shot, sorry, yeah. Kathy Gifford, is that her name? Yeah. So, in Tucson, a, where I went to college. So there was a guy there who said that... Sandy Hook is in Connecticut, where my dad and stepmom live. Well... My point so is, you're gun violence... No, I'm, it's, it's my fault. Around it's the country. my fault. <laughs> no, stay away from me. Was was stay away from my family. <laughs> is that your swimming pool? It's at your... Like, Holy shit, it's you! It's you. You are the common denominator. I'm the guy. Uh, my point is... My God, you're Kaiser Sosa. <laughs> I knew it. Did you Kaiser. see Batman and Aurora? Um, my point is gun violence if it hasn't affected you it will oh yeah it will so take take that NRA you godless cocksuckers if there's anyone from the NRA listening fuck you and your family hey you know I had a I had a guy uh, tweet me and say uh, after your podcast where you talked about Ted Nugent and guns I will never make those same arguments again oh that's pretty cool yeah because I because I talked about how uh Guns don't kill people. People kill people is, is pot humor. Yeah. It's like getting high and going, hey, you know what? Yeah. It's like a stupid saying. Right. And then I just talked about how you're answering the wrong question. And he was like, I'm never going to use those phrases again. Because right. I can't now because they're so fucking stupid. They make no sense. And he's like, but I've been I, using them for years. I well, think the, that's... But, the, 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 there was a guy, there was a posting after the Santa Monica shooting, a guy on the internet, the article about it posted, said, see, man, gun laws don't work. Got an illegal gun. The campus is a no gun law. You know, no guns laws don't work. Oh, so then when someone drives to a red light and kills somebody, get rid of red lights? Right. Get rid of traffic lights right. and traffic laws? Yeah. yeah. They make such stupid I mean, the interesting thing about it, and we have nothing like the gun culture that you have here. So I'm like, just why I'm trying to do another tour in Australia. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, uh, but in Tasmania, when we had a big massacre at Port Arthur, John Howard, who was a conservative prime minister, um, banned guns and semi-automatics. Yeah, and here's here's what happened: gun deaths went down. Okay, what? Like, you must hate America substantially. So, but here's over the, years. So less but guns was, means less gun deaths. It's, 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 here's the thing: it, like if you looked at the graph, there's not even any doubt. Yeah, like, but it's not, that's, there's, the, that's there's, the liberal oh, media. That's the liberal media. Do you want to know the argument? 
This is what we, it's like living here. Because we bring this up. Do you want to know the argument? Yeah, but look at the graph of, uh, of, of violent crime. It's gone up. So, so they say that your violent crime has gone up. But if you break down that statistic, uh, the, the definition of violent crime has changed and more crimes are considered violent. Yeah. So the crime, violent crime hasn't gone up in Australia. The naming of violent crimes has increased. So they use Australia as an example of why we should have guns. I think that what the rule should be in America is if you want to have your fucking, you know, violence, but I think that the rule should be, and this is, the, okay, here we go, America, let's solve the problems. Are yeah. you going to do the purge? Is yeah. that the <laughs> It is kind of a version of the purge, oh, but it's goodness. a better version of the purge, which wouldn't be hard. I, I disagree with you guys a little on that one. Yeah. Terrible, terrible film. Uh, but I, <laughs> I haven't seen it. We'll talk about it. Oh my god! Seriously, just seriously, twelve hours a year where we can purge terrible scripts from Hollywood. That's <laughs> The purge. What are we purging first? The purge. Yeah, the purge. Yeah, and then everything can't um, handle us. Yeah, grown ups too. Grown ups too. Definitely grown ups too. Unanswered questions from the original. Um, so, <laughs> I um, grown ups too is just like the sad, bloated version of this is the end, which I love. By the way, but like it just feels like it's like oh, it's a group of funny mates getting together to make like a funny film, and then there's grown ups too. Yeah. Um, when they can't even find funny bits to put in the. The previous yeah, yeah, yeah. is always my. Oh, like, oh, and by the way, okay, just um, now I'm off on a fucking tangent. But I went and saw the Heat last night, and um, which I, you know what, I, it's it's not terrible. She's it's not funny. great, but it's Melissa not, McCarthy's like, funny, right? She's really funny. Yeah, she's yeah. very funny. And you know what, Sandra Bullock has great comic timing. And the problem with her is she's normally something that's really sweet. But yeah. I think I think one of the mistakes that people have made with Melissa McCarthy, particularly uh, identity theft or thief or whatever that was, is. She's so good at being mean. You get that Hollywood thing of going, oh, well, we love her when she's mean. We'll just have a character where she's mean all the time and she'll be 10 times as but funny. That's what she, she wasn't that in Bridesmaids at all. No. I know. But you know, she's you've not got, that Mike and Molly. Right. You've got to have some contrast to yeah. that as well, right? I think that putting her next to Sandra Bullock's a really smart idea because yeah. you get that sort of nice, sweet con and it makes Sandra Bullock more watchable right. and she's really funny and there's some great... I mean, the story's not even a story, but like the there's yeah. some funny enough bits in it. But there's a lot of... Because I was worried because I'd seen a lot of previews, like a lot of trailers for um, The Heat and I'm just like, I've seen every joke in this yeah. film. Sure. There's a lot of jokes in the trailers that aren't in the film. That's rare. A lot. Like, so obviously they were improving stuff and like, or whatever, you know, yeah. like, but there's whole bits that you're like, oh, well, that's obviously a key line in the film, not in the film. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen many films like that recently. No, it's pretty of... rare. Hollywood doesn't know how to cut comedy trailers either. They, they're bad at cutting trailers in general, but they're really bad at cutting comedy yeah. trailers. I mean, there's the, there's the posters that were Melissa McCarthy's faces on a skinnier woman's body. Right. Hot. So hot. They yeah. were terrible. It was like the... It just looked insane. It's insane. And she's the draw card. And, and that's yes. why you... She's the funny fat girl. Right. That's, that's why that's we, her... we're going to see her. Yes. Yeah. Because she doesn't look like Catherine Heigl. Right. She is funny. Like, right. Ah. Uh. Yeah. You, you could honestly say to people, hey, do you like Melissa McCarthy? And they'd be like, I don't know who that is. And they're like, hey, do you like that funny fat chick from Bridesmaids? Right. And they'd be like, she's a fucking genius. I yeah, love yeah. her. Right? Yeah. She's, yeah. She's that's great. her brand. Like, no. I'm not saying that that's how I see her, but I'm just saying if you're making a poster for a movie where the idea is people are coming along to see this person that they love, 
Yeah. Then why on the poster? Particularly in the movie. Like She's a on a TV show. She broke out on a TV right. show where her and her husband met at an Overeaters Anonymous meeting. Yeah. That's yeah. the premise of Mike and Molly. Right. Makes no <laughs> so. sense. But anyway, it, I, it, I thought, you know, she's fucking genius. Like, it's one of those movies where my major thought was when I was sitting there was, I'd love to write something for her oh, yeah. that's better than this. Yes, but, yes. you know, you kind of do that thing of going, she's so good. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. when she, yeah, anyway, whatever. Um, here's my idea to fix America. Okay. Um, Is it a bomb? We have to give the guns back. On the proviso that in a purge-like scenario... You are allowed to defend yourself in your ho- own home, but you have to be dressed like a bat and only use stuff that Batman could use. <laughs> so no guns, yeah. but like any other Batman, if you are willing to train yeah. and become a vigilante, then as soon as someone's in your house, you can do whatever the fuck you want with them as long as you are in the suit. So that's what you keep for defense. Yeah. You got a bat suit and like a batarang. Well, you know, these wing nuts would be like, the cable guy tried to do something, man. I tried to square him up. Stand your ground. Stand your ground. <laughs> hey, uh, Graham Elwood, uh, people should listen to your excellent, excellent podcast, uh, Comedy Film Nerd. Yeah, you're going to be on it uh, in like a week. And I, uh, I love the spoilers episodes. Oh, you thanks, do a lot dude. of spoilers episodes where you talk about... Uh, you know, the, I, I love a whole episode of a. Of well, I will fi- uh, we'll, I'll make sure. I'll see what's coming out the weekend before you're on the show, and we'll do a spoiler up with you. Well, that would be fun, uh, Dave. Uh, so, we, well, I'm going to find you on Twitter. Where can we find uh, you? On at Twitter? Graham Elwood or GrahamElwood.com. And you're Graham with an H, so yes, people need to know that. Like, the, yeah, I know. I pronounce it with an American accent, so I sound like the metric unit, but it is Graham. Yeah. G-R-A-H-A-M. Yes. And uh, my dad's a Grahamy, so like he's that Graham. So, yeah. Dave Anthony, where can people find you? At Dave, uh, at Dave Anthony. Listen to Walk in the Room. Yep. Here, most ways. <laughs> here, most of the time. Yeah, it's time here. Uh, my album, The Shame Chamber. Time oh, yeah. People change. should be downloading Shame Chamber. How's that going? Good, good. Yeah. Well, yeah. People are liking it? Yeah, everyone seems to be. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of positive responses. All right. Well, there you go. Nice. Um, I feel like this is just hasn't quite finished on the note that I was hoping for. <laughs> Hit us up on the Facebook page. Leave uh, reviews on iTunes. We always appreciate that. And, of course, Tofop quotes on Twitter and Tumblr. Big thank you to the people who do that. If you like any of the things from the show. Uh, and this podcast, your podcast is going to be in the L.A. Podcast Festival October 4th through the 6th. Good plug. Great Go to LAPodfest.com. I'm going to do this podcast at the LA Podcast Festival. I would love people to come out. First time I've ever done the podcast live. Yeah. Nice. So that will be the debut. So if you want to see something the first time, that's always the best time to see something. (laughs) (laughs) We'll try try not to lose the recording. And bring your guns. 